0: What is going on, guys? So, I thought I would do this impromptu video. Um, As you can probably see, I've got a smile on my face, and it is because I just received the newspapers um, in which the story that was done on me was published today. So, that was really, really cool, and I thought I would tell you about that story and uh, make this podcast episode and chuck it up on YouTube, just so that, you know, you guys stay up to date with how Aussie English is going. So, recently, as you may or may not be aware, I was contacted by a guy called Xia who's from Taiwan, and he is living in Australia. He's a student. I think he was studying media, doing a documentary course or, I guess, subject at university at Deakin up in Melbourne, and he was interested in doing a story on Aussie English. Um, for this subject, because they had to do a short documentary of like six minutes on um, a subject that wasn't one of them. They weren't allowed to use other subjects at university or, you know, everyone would just do it on each other. And so, he reached out to me, got in contact. I was like, yeah, absolutely, you know, I'm interested in this stuff as well. And I want to share my story. And, you know, it's just another way that I can help students like like himself as well improve. So. He came down to my house two times uh, over a few weeks in August and they had all the kit and caboodle, all the jazz, all of the different equipment like lighting, um, sound, you know, different video cameras, different cameras to do uh, photos and shoot B-roll as well as A-roll. It was really interesting. They sat me down on a chair, interviewed me for like an hour and then we went out and did some... Um, some i guess like sort of interviews whilst also getting b-roll out at the beach as well so we did that over two days really interesting they ended up publishing that video which you can see on my youtube channel and which i published on the podcast as just the audio so i was talking about my story and a bit about how i changed right that um, going from being a scientist all the way through to giving up that career and becoming a podcaster and content creator for people learning Um, Australian English. And so, when he published that or when the team that were working on that um, published that documentary, they gave me permission to publish that on my YouTube channel and on my podcast. Thanks again, guys. Um, And then I decided, you know what, maybe I can share this a little bit with some of the news uh, papers, news outlets around the local ones, you know, like Geelong and the local Bellarine Times. So, I just went online. And I'm telling you this just to sort of give you an idea of how a lot of stories end up in the newspaper. So, quite often these news websites or news companies have somewhere that you can submit suggestions for stories, whether it's about yourself, you know, ashamedly or non ashamedly, <laughs> unashamedly, or about other people you know, people you know or stories you hear of. So, the newspapers always want to find out what's happening and the best way they can do that is quite often by just asking people to submit stories to them. So, I thought, you know what, it's a long shot but I'll share my story, you know, I'll send them the documentary and see if they're interested in uh, interviewing me, you know, briefly and putting the story in the newspaper so that, you know, I share the story with other Australians and they can you know, find out about Aussie English and what it's doing and the whole purpose of it. So, I sent that to a few different places, but the Ballerine Times picked it up. Uh, They emailed back pretty much the next day, I think, because I'd sent it out on the weekend. And the journalist, Hannah Kenny, was like, we want to chat to you over the phone. Can I interview you? And they organised a time. Um, And then they also, when we were on the phone chatting about this stuff, she said, we're going to send out a photographer. Now, it was really funny because they sent out a photographer and when he got here, I was like expecting they just wanted a headshot, you know, like a photo of my face. They'd put it on the story, you know, nothing too complex or crazy. And then he was like, actually, you're going to be one of the main stories in the newspaper that week." And I was like, what? Wasn't expecting that, so that was really interesting. And and he came with all of this again kit and caboodle, lots of different uh, equipment. He had his camera, he had some flash stands and some light boxes and everything, and was trying to incorporate um, the chaos around behind me here. So you know my desk and everything, as well as my um, well, what do we got here? The the floating thong, um, and the books and everything, to get some really good photos for the newspaper and then also took some outside. And so, that was really interesting too, as a process to kind of learn about how they actually do that and, you know, see how they work out, how to make these photos look really good in the newspaper. So yeah, anyway, um, that got published today and it was really funny because it wasn't on the front page and they, they didn't put it on the front page apparently because the front page changes from suburb to suburb, and they wanted to obviously share this story with you know, it wasn't suburb specific, so they wanted to share it with the whole um, Bellarine Peninsula, the whole region where this newspaper is distribu- distributed. So, they put it on the inside and I was... I went... um, I I got impatient today. So, the newspaper normally gets delivered and it hadn't been delivered yet. And so, I was like, oh, I'm really curious to see what this story is like because I don't know, you know, how it's going to turn out, which photos they used, you know, big, small, what it... I just wanted to see what it was. So, I went down to Coles, and the supermarkets here have like a little stand where they put um, the newspapers, the local newspaper that's free. So... I wasn't on the front, and I was like, "Oh, okay, opened it up, wasn't in there, lots of ads, other stories, and I was like, oh, man, maybe um, they decided not to run the story, but lo and behold, uh, towards the middle, I found um, at the front of, I guess, the section called Living, there was my big, you know, ugly face on the front page of that section. So, that was really um, kind of surreal, seeing that. Anyway, so, I've got the story here, and I thought I would read it to you just so that, one, if you're listening to the podcast, or you're watching... The, the video, you can, you know, hear the story firsthand, but also to give you an idea of how journalist, journalistic writing works. So, it tends to be a little different from, say, just, you know, normal essay writing. There's a certain style to it. All right. So, let me read this out for you. G'day mate, the content creator teaching foreigners Aussie English by Hannah Kenney. Not many people would be game enough to sink their teeth into a secondary project while tackling a PhD, but Ocean Grove's Pete Smithson is living proof that creativity has no bounds. The scientist turned content creator is the mastermind behind Aussie English, a multifaceted web tool that focuses on teaching foreigners Australian English, culture, history and current affairs. From evolutionary biology to Aussie slang, Pete said switching the microscope for the microphone was a decision he didn't make lightly. Quote, it was difficult at the start. It's a pretty small niche in terms of English learners, but it was much needed. So many people were encouraging me to do it. It was definitely one of those things where I was like, am I shooting myself in the foot? I spent so much of my time at university and letting go was like being in the jungle swinging from one vine to another and wondering if I was going to fall off." End quote. Fortunately for Pete, the niche demographic he was slightly apprehensive about tapping into was a career move that has paid off in spades. Having recorded material for Aussie English since 2015, Pete believes he's the only podcaster with a strong focus on Australia. Quote, they've, foreigners prepared overseas to learn British English and American English, and when they get here, they don't know that the accent is so incredibly different. It's very hard for them to turn somewhere to learn that. My avatar tends to be someone who's highly educated at university and looking for jobs in commercial industries and academia. And they're very concerned about progressing their careers, but they also really want to immerse themselves in Australian culture." End quote. Conscious of his target market. Pete said he hoped his listeners felt they could better integrate themselves into the Australian way of life. He said he tried to cover a range of true blue topics, including indigenous Australians, Captain Cook and Ned Kelly, so newly minted Aussies could not only engage in conversation, but form their own opinions. While it's been an interesting ride, Pete said he has had the most rewarding outcomes. Quote, When I was doing science. It was me on my own. With the podcast, I was getting feedback, emails, comments, and words of encouragement. You also hear about these stories of people selling everything they have to come over to Australia, and they often have no support network. I was getting emails from this one guy who said that he was at his wits end after being knocked back at an interview because his English wasn't good enough to continue. It was gut-wrenching, but it's what motivates me to keep going and help people overcome barriers. To find out more about Aussie English, visit aussieenglish.com.au." So there you go, guys. That is, you know, a short story that is in the newspaper. You can see there that she's really uh, filled the story out with a lot of expressions, especially a lot of Aussie the English expressions, right, so she said things like true blue, meaning like uh, authentically Australian, and, you know, g'day mate at the very start of it, as well as things like uh, in spades and sink your teeth into something. So, that's one of those things. Journalists write in a very kind of unique way where quite often the writing tries to reflect the very subject they're talking about, and they use a lot of puns and, you know, um, expressions and, and wordplay. Uh, Especially with things like titles quite often for different pieces. Anyway, this is probably enough, guys. Hopefully it wasn't too much of me, you know, tooting my own horn, playing my own trumpet, um, you know, showing off. I just thought I would share this with you guys. I thought you might find it interesting. And I want to thank you guys for supporting Aussie English because obviously without all of you guys on YouTube, on the podcast, as well as the members in my academy and the podcast, everything at AussieEnglish.com.au, I could not be doing what I am doing. I couldn't be supporting the family that I have. I couldn't be living the life that I have. I couldn't be helping other people like I am at the moment. So, I'm very grateful for you guys doing what you do, coming over to Australia and trying to improve your Aussie English. So, thank you once again, guys. Anyway, that's enough. Chat to you later.